Wow, folks, just like that, we're back on the Ready, Set, Game podcast. It is so good to be here. This is one of your co-hosts, Jake Talbert, along with my great friend, Phil Addison. He's in Atlanta. I'm in Waco. Phil, it's been a hot minute since we've been on the podcast, but it hasn't been that long since I've seen your beautiful face on the screen and in person. I can't wait for our listeners to hear about that encounter in Waco circa two weeks ago. Dude, it's been it's been an awesome uh, six months off the pod. You know, we took that retreat just to get away. Podcasting's a grind, man. Um, you can't really you can't really do it uh, unless you're committed. And so, man, I'm just glad to be back with you. I'm glad. I know the listeners have just been they've been sifting through our last you know 20 episodes, just listening on the repeat. I know Jeremy Barlow loves episode 15. He can't get enough of that one. Um, but man, it's yeah, it's it's really good to be back with you, Jake. Yeah, Phil, I'm glad that the first name that you mentioned was Jeremy Barlow because of of all of the feedback we've gotten, it's really been from Barlow Senior where we've gotten most of the content back. And and we, we're not dedicating this episode to him, but one day we're excited to have him on the podcast with us live to make that happen. It's coming soon, Jeremy. Just hold tight. Phil, we have a lot to catch up on here, really to catch the listeners up. You and I, of course, we've been in contact, of course, but like you said, just kind of taking a pause on the podcasting. It can take a toll on the personal um, uh, just stamina of the uh, of the podcasters themselves. And so we've taken some time off and we are geared up and ready to launch into another season of Ready, Set, Game. Phil, give us some give us some things. What's going on in Atlanta right now? We're going to retrace and get the listeners kind of a recap of some some time. But what's going on right now in Atlanta, Jake? I mean, we just came uh, fresh off a victory in the uh, in Mercedes Benz Stadium. The Atlanta Falcons are one to know. Everyone's fired up about that. Uh, Bijan Robinson, you know your guy, not a Baylor guy, but Texas guy. Uh, he's he's fired up. The people are getting behind the city, man. There's the buzz when you have. Uh, one of your pro teams, the Braves won uh, the NL East, their division. There's the buzz when your teams are doing well in a big city, as you know, in Waco. Um, and, man, it's 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 fun to be a part of, uh, of a little bit of buzz right now, you know? Yeah, Phil, that's exciting. You know, the Rangers are in an interesting spot right now. You know, I'm a Rangers guy. They have won five straight right now. Um, two of three from the A's swept the Blue Jays, and they've got a tough finish here down the stretch, battling for a divisional spot or a wild card spot. Hard to know which one they're they're. I mean, they they, they could get either one here um, going down the stretch. Mariners, Astros, and Rangers all battling for that. Dude, it's a tight race over there in the uh, AL AL West, right? AL West, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been. I've been locked into the Rangers most of the year, Jake. As you know, I went to the game with my uncle, uh, first baseline. He's faithful Rangers, uh, season ticket holder. Uh, always extend the offer to you and your wife, you, as you know. Uh, make your way up to Arlington and see the boys play in blue. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right, Phil. Well, you know, I would love to hear um, – I would personally. I think I've heard some of this, but I think the listeners would really love to hear – a little bit of the feedback here going on from the last uh, couple months. Phil, tell us tell us a fun story or just a highlight from the last couple months. Kind of date it for us, and then sure. you know just just give us some context around it. 
Dude, speaking of Rangers ball, so as you know, I got to surprise my wife, Isabella, with uh, Taylor Swift tickets, one of her best friends, Anna Grace, and it was at the AT&T Stadium next door to Globe Life. And so my uncle and I go to the Rangers game. Great win for the Rangers. I can't, honestly don't remember who they were playing. But, uh, you know, it was, there was, it, was like the, it was like the great divide, like splitting the Red Sea of you had people in sequin dresses, women of all – all ages, shapes, and sizes, walking one direction, AT&T. And then you had uh, the baseball guys, my uncle, uh, people included in baseball caps, jerseys, walking the other way, great divide. And when we walked out of Globe Life, the concert was still happening, and you could hear the screeches and the screams, Jake, of men and women uh, inside of AT&T. Dude, the the Swifties are different, man. You don't want to mess – that's a fan base you don't mess with. No, they're built different. You know, it kind of reminds me of of Derrick Henry's quads. You know, they're just, they're completely built different. And it's wild that you can go to a baseball game, be there for nine innings, and somehow Taylor Swift is still singing at AT AT&T Stadium across the street. I don't think we talk about that endurance enough. You know, I think we, you know, we look at marathon runners, we look at we look at these guys playing 46 minutes in an NBA playoff game, but we don't give her enough credit. And perhaps our guy, Travis Kelsey, perhaps he finally spotted it. And now rumor has it that he and Taylor may be going on some dates. I know who would, who would have thunk you paired those two together, Jake. I, uh, but yeah, that was the, that was right after we went on our break from the pod, uh, got to, got to come back to Texas and, uh, hit the local scene and go to the game and the wife got to go to uh, the concert. Jake, I'm curious to know what's one of your big stories from uh, the past six months. Oh my gosh, Phil, you know, I, I think I would be remiss if I did not shout out the fifth annual guys trip to Florida. We took a guys trip to Stewart, Florida, and I'll shout these names out because some of these guys are big ready, set game backers, Colin Plotz, Colton Claxton, Garrett West, Kevin Smith, Jackson Mitchell, and the insurance agent himself, Cody Terrell. This was an elite crew, took our fifth annual trip to the beach in Florida. This is our, I believe, our third destination in five years. Um, We've hit two destinations twice, and now we're going back here uh, to Stewart. But we had a great time out on the ocean. Um, We had great time uh, playing pickleball. We played so much pickleball. Uh, Cody Terrell is just a menace on the pickleball on the pickleball court, Phil. I mean, complete menace really gets it from those, uh, ping pong skills that he has, but that was a huge highlight for us. I think dating back, um, that was in May. And so that was, that was a while back, but, but that was the big highlight, uh, for us here. Jake, I hate to, um, give you breaking news here, but, uh, as you know, every episode we are on our Jake Bardell tracker. He is always on the move, and I just want to let it be known, he is back at his home in Kansas City, but he's ever so slightly moving toward what looks like to be a dancing club of sorts called Charlie Hoopers. (laughs) I don't know if that's where him and his wife will reside this evening, but you know he frequents the Hoopers, and I would not be surprised if Bardell sends us some content tonight, getting his groove on at Charlie Hoopers. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, speaking of a guy and their crew, Andrew Mangan, a guy and his crew out in Arizona. I mean, Phil, we, we you know, you had the privilege of talking to Andrew Mangan, uh, alias Andreas Magoon, 
on his um, first time out. Listeners, Andrew Mangan, dear friend, giving you guys some context, dear friend of ours. He is in his fourth year of medical school. Is that right? Yeah. Fourth year of medical school um, and is out on uh, a rotation in Arizona. Didn't know anyone and was trying to go to the Cardinals game. Is that right? Uh, a Wildcats game. Arizona. Sorry, sorry. Arizona Wildcats game, college football, Arizona Wildcats game. His first day out there, couldn't find anyone to go with. So he ends up with the most motley group of guys ever since Phil, this awesome photo. And and it just, it speaks to who Andrew Mangan is. Phil. I honestly wish we had a visual for the listeners. We're going to have to get some, we're going to have to get some visuals going. I mean, I, there was a crew of probably a 70 and 80 year old, two guys, and then three dudes who were probably, close to our age around their you know early 30s late 20s and i mean he was like we we were all in on the wildcats the whole night walked into a random restaurant bar and he was like the rest was history these guys were just in yeah and and that's the thing about andrew mangan is people just <laughs> that they gravitate toward him he's a magnet it's that big smile golly just gotta love gotta love you some andres magoon yeah absolutely jake there was a one other thing I did want to share. Uh, so you saw me in Waco and we'll get to that in a brief moment, but uh, at work, I got uh, hit by a piece of sheet metal um, on, uh, on the grind and uh, went straight into my uh, arm, had to get six stitches, but. Uh, so allow I'm, me to interject for a moment. Listeners, this, this doesn't, I mean, this isn't, this does not look good. I'm looking at it on the zoom and this is, this is, I mean, weeks after this has happened, this still does not look good. And and when you get the imagery here from Phil, it really was not a good situation. Phil, keep going. Sorry. To yeah, interrupt. we're going to do an Instagram post of Andreas with his buddies the, uh, watching the Wildcats game and then my arm. Um, but, you know, you're wrapping a piece of sheet metal three feet by 10 feet and I'm wrapping it and it can pop up on you. Well, it pops up on me and I'm wrapping it with this, you know, 50 year old lady named Mary. And she just goes, oh, honey, no. <laughs> and I'm gushing blood and that's, that's, her, first re- that's, that's her first reaction but I run you know I'm working with a bunch of blue collar guys and I think I told you this before Jake but I'm running to the office and gushing blood holding my arm and uh this guy Bucky he goes oh man did someone get a boo-boo <laughs> I said well, well yeah I did I did Bucky so uh, I think later he may have uh, uh asked me hey man I hope you're actually doing okay because he felt kind of bad but uh, Jake, watch out for that sheet metal man. It'll get you. Yeah. Watch out for the sheet metal and watch out for guys named Bucky, Phil, um, <laughs> you you know, the, the Bucky named... that you and I both know the mutual connection is Zach Buckholz, ironically, Arizona wildcat, Zach Buckholz. So that's some interesting connection right there with the Andrew Mangan, Zach Buckholz connection at the university of Arizona. Yeah. I, Jake, I have, um, I have a quick a couple quick things to read for you. And then I would like uh, just your, just a few quick words on it. Okay. So I don't know what the segment is called, but maybe it's just Phil reads things to Jake and Jake responds. Okay. I screenshotted um, something from Joey Peterson's Instagram. Shout out to Joey Peterson, a faithful Tennessee volunteer really shouldn't be yeah. saying that. Cause now he's a faithful Mississippi state bulldog working for their he football is. team. Um, but he posted something a few weeks back and said, if Will Levis ever makes an all-star game, I will Venmo you a hundred dollars. Please screenshot this. Now, Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback, now Tennessee Titan quarterback, who I do not believe Joey Pearson fancies, 
But he said if he ever makes an all-star game, which I'm assuming a pro bowl, if you will, but he could yeah. go for he he could go to the NBA. You never know. He could make an MLB or NBA all-star game. Um right. but Jake, I I screenshot it in good hope that Will Levis will one day be a pro bowler. Um and Joey Pearson will have to send a hundred dollars to me and whoever else screenshot it. It's free money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Send it to me too. I mean, get that thing spreading around. At this point, Peterson's going to be running the University of uh, or Mississippi State. And so, I mean, he'll have all the dough in the world. Cash flow won't be a problem for him. But no. yeah, go ahead and get that thing floating out to our listeners. And when our listeners start to uh, duplicate that, it's going to get out of control pretty quick for Peterson. It is. And Jake, the last thing I have for you in Phil Reed's things, Jake and Jake response. This is a flyer I found in uh, a friend's neighborhood uh a few weeks ago and i first of all let me just say i really hope the best for the situation i hope that this um, animal is found but it's just a crazy letter to read okay please help me find my lost kitty monkey she snuck out of the house last saturday afternoon headed for the woods near the creek do not know what creek it may have been just you know just the creek in the neighborhood she has not been home since you might mistake her for a youngster because she is so small, but she has been with me for 10 years. I won't bore you with the details of her early painful life, but she was run over by a car very early on. That's where I stepped into rehab to raise her. Consequently, consequently, I am pretty much the only human she's comfortable with. She's not fond of dogs or other cats, although she would probably be happy to eat your fish. What? If you know where she is if, or if you've seen her, or if you're kind enough to take her in, please give me a call. Monkey is very dear to me, and I miss her so much. Phil, I you know I don't really have that much to say about that. I I mean, all I can say is people love their cats. Dude, they people do. They do. Cats. It's crazy. I was in Ohio about a month and a half ago, and I was doing a maybe this is an Ohio thing for all of our Ohio listeners out there. Please uh, chime into our DMs. But Phil, when I was in Ohio a few weeks ago, a month and a half ago, was doing a father-son retreat up there. And I was doing some surveys with some of the kids. And, you know, Bengals or Browns, sure. um, uh, Cheez-Its or Cheetos. And I did a cats or dogs. And 90% of these kids were saying cats. It was crazy. They were saying cats. You know, and some of them different. had some good logic, <laughs> like easier to take care of. But I just don't get that, Phil. Speaking no. of cats and dogs, you've got a new dog there that I would love to hear a little bit more about. Yeah, Jake. So Beans is now almost nine, 10 months old. And uh, Isabella and I, we've been, on some, we've been on some travel recently. We came down to Waco to see the bears, see you and your wife and uh, some friends. Uh, so we've had some friends take care of our, our home and our dog. We've been gone. So uh, a few weeks ago, my friends Colton and Nico took care of um, Beans. And uh, Nico told Colton, hey, man, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood. Just take Beans on a walk. He's like, oh, it's great. So he walks around the neighborhood and there's a really big Rottweiler that lives like two like apartment complexes down or like two like houses down from us or whatever. And so this guy's out there and this Rottweiler is massive. And his owner is also just a large man, like a, a mm -hmm. strong dude. Wow. And, and he was like, you know, ask Nico, Hey man, is your dog friendly? He's like, Oh yeah. He's, uh, like he's, he's more welcome to play with my dog. Yeah. Yeah. So they start, they start talking and the dogs start playing together. They're sniffing each other. It's all, it's all good fun. 
Well, uh, Nico is um, what they would call a short king, as he would describe himself. He's, you know, he's 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 under the five ten margin, so that's what he goes by. And no disrespect, just you know, that's how he describes himself. And this guy's a little bit taller, six five, six six, and his dog is much bigger than our dog. Jeez. And so he says, "Excuse me, sir. Well, what's your dog's name?" And he goes, "Osiris." This dog's name was Osiris. Just like no was like the biggest dog. It looks like the biggest dog. It's that's like a big dog name. And then he goes, "What's your dog's name?" And Nico like looks down, tail tucked between his legs, and he just goes, "Beans." Oh my! <laughs> He's gosh. like, "Oh, that's that's nice, man." Like he was really nice about it. But they came back and told us that story, and so Beans is making friends around the neighborhood. Our friends taking care of him. We're taking care of him. But Jake, I mean, Osiris runs the neighborhood. Let me tell you that. Phil, that is that is great content right there. Um, you don't want to mess with Osiris. No. <laughs> oh, 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 Osiris. Yeah. I mean, kind of crazy. Um, Phil, I, going back to that cat story, you're going to love this. So my, my truck, uh, died the other night, battery died. So had to get a coworker to jump me. It's like nine o'clock. It was my late night and nine o'clock I'm leaving, had to get a coworker to jump me. They jumped me. In the meantime, we looked to the right about 50 yards and there's five Baylor undergrads. One of them is climbing out of a manhole in the ground right by the stoplight on campus. Of course. And we're like, do we need to go and like help this? this guy out. I mean, it's, you know, it's dark. And like, why is he in this manhole? Do we need to call the police? Are they doing yeah. something illegal? And so we go over there and we're like, Hey guys, can we, can we help y'all out? And they said, no, we were rescuing this kitten. It fell in the manhole. And so they had taken, they had pried the lid off the manhole and they had gone inside, crawled in there and pulled this like baby kitten out of this manhole. Oh my goodness. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I know some Crazy. good Samaritans and saints saving the animals down in Waco. Someone's got to yes. do it. Has, has to do it. Has to do it. Phil, I'm going to float this in front of you because this is, this is kind of a fun story. This happened, I guess about maybe four or five weeks ago, but um, I've got uh, this free uh, classic cookie from insomnia cookies. And I still remember when you gifted my wife and I three hot and fresh insomnia cookies at the graduate hotel. Is that right, Phil? Yes. Wow. Graduate That's hotel wow. in, in Athens, Georgia. It was awesome. That was our first experience with insomnia cookies and they did not disappoint. I still, I cannot believe you remember that. That is crazy. No, it was, I mean, that was insane, but I've got to tell you, Phil, I've got, I've got three of these in my hand, three wow. uh, insomnia cookie coupons in my hand. And we were doing an event on campus and I, so I called insomnia. Actually, I stopped by their store and I said, Hey, any chance you guys would be willing, you know, to donate some stuff. We'll put up flyers and some, some digital signage for y'all, or, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll market and promo your store if we could have some donations. And I was thinking, Oh, they'll give us a couple of boxes of cookies. Yeah. Well, I jump on the phone with general manager a few weeks later and she says, Hey, we've kind of come to a decision and, and we're going to donate 1500 cookies to you guys. And I said, wait, what? And she said, yeah, just in exchange for some marketing. And I was like, wait, what do you want us to do? And she said, I just want you to hand out these coupons and some merch. So really we're not even marketing. We're just handing out more free cookies after they'd already given us 1500 coupons. I mean, wow. 1500 hot and fresh cookies. 
insane from insomnia cookies they've got my business insomnia might be a new sponsor of the pod jake they honestly should be you know and and with your athleticism i think probably could get some nil deal working with them phil uh with the eligibility that you still have and you know that big strong right arm you've got well speaking of nil you're gonna love this this came to mind i don't know if you saw but one of uh darren asperson shout out another um loyal Baylor alum he had uh oh I saw this I know where this is going please continue he is he had one of his buddies who played at Baylor I believe now plays for Auburn signed an NIL deal for the first time ever with Byron's Smokehouse in Auburn our one our our favorite breakfast joint in Auburn our favorite breakfast spot in Auburn Phil we've got a lot of favorite breakfast spots around the country I mean it's crazy how many times you and I have shared breakfast in different cities But Byron's may take the cake for all of the reasons that those listeners that know Auburn, they already know. We don't have to describe. We may have to get into that, you know, at a later time for some of those listeners. But that's awesome. Griffin Speaks was a safety at Baylor, grad year, transferred back to Auburn, his hometown, and doing big things with Byron's uh, Byron Smokehouse. you got to love that. We've had some great memories of that place and that we have shared great meals there as well. Phil, I was going to, you know, it was so fun. When was that? Two weekends ago where we were able to uh, connect Labor That's Day right. weekend in That's Waco. Right. You were in town for um, Riley Mohork's engagement, big That's event. Right. Shout out to Riley and Reed. Want to say congratulations to them and, Absolutely. you know, best wishes. So excited for them. Reed is the man, you know, oh, so yeah. a guy that none of us had ever met. We know Riley through camp and you through um, just your um, your wife and roommates um, but, but Reed is the man I, and I, I hope he's listening here on the podcast. I'm, I'm pretty confident he will be, but, um, Reed, we love you here on the ready set game and, um, really thankful for you and excited for you and Riley. Yeah, Jake, that's actually a great segue into really, you know, um, kind of entering into this week three of college football, just to give a little bit of a, a college football update. But before that, you and I sat down in McLean stadium uh, and we talked about the quarterback play of TJ Finley, another Auburn transfer uh, who just picked apart the Baylor Bears. It, it really felt like there was never um, a point where Baylor had control of the game. It Dude, it was – I'll say this. It was brutal to watch. And you know I root for the Bears. Like, I root for the Bears, and, you know, they're not playing the dogs, which is very – you know, aside from the Sugar Bowl, which, I mean, you know, the Bears, you know, never really had – uh, much of a grasp in that game either not to you know keep throwing stones but I mean it's it's one of those games where you're like man you walk in you feel like you're gonna win and I mean they just can never get it together Phil they couldn't get it together there just didn't seem to be a spark and energy and they just seem to be playing on their heels and you know Texas State 58 transfers on that roster they did everything right in that game made big plays pushed the ball down the field you know defensively made some stops Baylor didn't really bring pressure and you got to wonder why, why they didn't bring pressure 17 new starters for that Baylor unit out of 22 starters, 17 brand new starters. And so a lot of inexperience, um, but it's a game that you're expected to win, you know, opening game, kickoff game, and really the fans, I, I wasn't super pleased with the fans, you know, from the get go. And, and, and it was, it was a disappointing loss to kick off the season. Blake Shapin goes down, he gets hurt. You know, and, and so you hate to see that for your starting quarterback. But, you know, I, I think the story of that game is TJ Finley, you know, big quarterback, big guy. He's played in some big games and he was not rattled at all. And you could tell he was poised and ready to go in this game. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the uh, best, I will say, probably the best part of the game, my wife uh, mentioned to me before Baylor kicked off, she said, hey, you got to watch the pileup that inevitably happens in the line when the freshmen run the line on the field. I mean, Jake, there was a pileup on aisles one, two, three, four, and it goes on and on and on. I mean, yeah. You got to be watching out. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure you have some great line stories, but my wife tells me there was one one of the first times she ever did it. She literally had someone pick her up from like underneath her arms, like as she was falling because she was like, "I was going to get trampled." And and it it could have happened. It, yeah, it yeah. literally could have happened. For the listeners that don't know about this tradition, it is 1,500 freshmen. The whole class doesn't get to do it, but 1,500 freshmen actually run on the field three minutes before kickoff in a stampede out of the south end zone heading toward the north end zone where they line the field from the goal line to about the 50-yard line for the the fans, excuse me, the players to run out of. And, and Phil, my first game as a Baylor freshman, 2011, I was at the front of the Baylor line. It was absolutely legendary. It was a great moment. Me and two high school buddies – and, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. It really is cool. And RG three ran the Baylor line last week. RG three loves the Baylor line. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Wait. So, I mean, was there any other, we talked about the Utah game. Was there any other feeling going into that game or like after the game where you're like, we fought hard, we could have won, we should have won. Or is it like, well, we kind of expected that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Utah game and, and, you know, to, to start the season, it's like, wow, we're, we're, we're probably going to drop that game. We're not ranked Utah's number 12. Then you get word Cameron rising, isn't playing. And you're like, okay, we've got a chance. Then you lose to Texas state. And you're thinking, I don't think we have a chance. They just beat Florida. And then you get into the game and their quarterback play from Utah is, is, is atrocious. It's, it's yeah. not good at all. And the quarterback that they started works part-time at Lowe's. Um, and, and, you know, we love Lowe's here on the ready, set game podcast. We love Lowe's yeah, never yeah. stop improving. And that's something that we're trying to do here on the ready, set game. But, but I mean, their quarterback play, it just wasn't good. Yeah. And, um, for, for Baylor to play, uh, to, to play as well as they did on offense, running the football in the first half to then not be able to do anything in the second half. It was very disappointing. Um, it, it seemed like in the second half, we just couldn't sustain drives. Our defense was on the field far too long. They put up a valiant effort, only gave up, uh, you know, 17 points all game. Um, but but those two touchdowns were in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, just brutal. But we're looking for a bounce back against Long Island this week, Jake. I think it's going to happen. I think you can chalk that one up, uh, Lord willing. Yeah, Long Island coming off two stunning losses, excuse me, probably not stunning, to Ohio, uh, the Bobcats, and to Bryant, Bryant University. They're starting 0-2 to kick off the season, uh, still looking um, uh, for their first victory. So something's going to happen in this game. Baylor or Long Island will get the win. It's got to be the Bears, though. Yeah, Jake. And 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 with that, we're just going to rock and roll here with our college pick I think. It's about time we give our picks. People have been dying. They missed out on week zero, one, and two. They're wondering, where have we been? Who do we place our bets on? You know, the RSG guys, we got to go with their picks. And sometimes we make some out, some outlandish picks, and sometimes we make some really good picks. But, Jake, first game of Saturday, I want to ask your opinion. Kansas at Nevada. Phil, Kansas at Nevada, this is a no-brainer for me. I think Kansas is a great great team. Jason Bean got the start in the first week. Daniels was out with injury. 
just wanted to be safe. Daniels comes in last week, has a great game. Devin Neal running the football, his first touch from scrimmage, went to the house. He yarded that thing. I think Kansas is going to win this game probably by four touchdowns um, in Nevada. I think Kansas is really, really good. I think they're going to finish in the top five of the Big 12 this year. Wow, Jake, that's a big statement for those Jayhawks. I really want Kansas to win this game, but I feel like it's a trap. You just go into a 10 o'clock kickoff Eastern time into Nevada, wherever their campus is. I'm not sure. Pretty sure Colin Kaepernick uh, played quarterback at Nevada. I could be wrong about that. It's the only alumni I could name, or maybe he's not even an alum. I really don't know. But I do remember that one year they beat Boise State when Boise State was like big time. That was a night game. I know how it gets there at night. I'm going with the Wolf Pack, Jake, to kick off our picks for this season. Bill, that's a great pick. I really do like that. This next pick, one that I picked against last year, South Carolina at number one, Georgia. I picked South Carolina last year. I said Spencer Rattler is going to come in. They're going to throw the ball around. Phil, I'm not making that mistake again. Stetson Bennett is gone, but it does not matter. You know why? Because Brock Bowers is not gone. You line that guy up anywhere on the field, and he's going to find himself in the end zone. I'm taking Georgia, Phil, by five touchdowns. Wow, Jake, I I really did include this because uh, I remember last year you made this pick. Granted, it was in Columbia, um, but I, I apologize for not including the Bears, even though we gave them a little bit of love before we made the pick them. I mean, I'm going with the dogs. I think my wife and I will be in attendance on Saturday. Be our first game nice. of the year. Uh, I mean, Georgia's good. I don't know how good they are again this year, but things look about the same. So we're gonna keep rolling with the punches. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take dogs. I'm gonna take them to cover. Phil Carson Beck, young but talent out the wazoo. That guy's gonna be a dynamic player for Georgia. Number seven, Penn State at Illinois. I'm taking Penn State in this one. I love that you put this pick on there. Brett Bielema and company with Illinois, but I like Penn State. James Franklin and company with Penn State. I think they've got dynamic quarterback play this year. Um, they've been waiting on this young man to take over, and I think Penn State's going to win this game. People are believing in the height of the Nittany Lions this year, Jake. I mean, their hype, it's been up and up, but I feel like this year they're finally saying, hey, people are picking them to beat Michigan. They're p- picking them to beat Ohio State. So I'm going to rock with the Nittany Lions as well, Jake. Illinois, it's a tough place to play. You know, Brett Bielma, the boys are going to be hyped up for this one. I want to say noon kick, is it? It really <laughs> big. What is it? Is it? Uh, it's big noon kick, isn't it? Uh, I think it's on CBS. You know, actually, Big Ten, CBS now has the rights to That's Big true. Ten games. That's so true. I actually don't know about that, Phil. Well, it's uh, on ESPN, it says it's on Fox. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so maybe so. But yes, I don't. It, it, isn't it weird? to hear the cbs sound when they're kicking off a big 10 game it is it is you just don't expect to hear that you know you you expect to see that at the 230 in the swamp um so yeah i i completely agree with that well joey pearson's gonna be fired up for this one jake we have lsu number 14 going to mississippi state those cowboys are gonna be ringing jake I, just, I i i don't believe in lsu fully yet but i think they're better than mississippi state i'm gonna take the tigers on the road Yeah, you know, I'm not sold out on LSU either. They got, um, you know, manhandled by Florida State, who's a great football team, but they got manhandled by Florida State a few weeks ago. Fun fact, my coworker, uh, uh, Reed Jackson, he officiated the LSU game in Death Valley last week against Grambling. He was the um, uh, 
the center judge in that game and uh, made a uh, called a roughing the passer penalty in that game. So said there was nothing like running out on that field uh, at Death Valley. I'm taking LSU in this one. Phil, 15 Kansas State at Mizzou. Mizzou team that has been trying to find an identity for 15 years. Phil, who do you got in this one? Jake, you're right. Ever since they joined the SEC, what's crazy, they have more SEC championship appearances at Texas A&M. Two to zero. That's right. They played Auburn one year, Alabama the other. A&M's never made it. Missouri holds that over their head until, I mean, you know, until A&M does it. So I got to go with my Tigers on this one. My guy, Adam Rose, Jack Harvey, they're going to be fired up for this one. I believe Mr. Rose and his wife will be in attendance. It's going to be a really good game, Jake. It's another 11 a.m. Central time kick. I like Missouri to upset at home. Mm, Phil, I like that pick. What about number 19, Oklahoma? Struggled with SMU last week. We're only up 14-10 with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They're going to Tulsa this week. Shout out Andrew Mangan, Luke Mangan, and Matthew Mangan. That's right, Jake. Also, by the way, who is your Wildcats-Tigers pick? Oh, Phil, I got to go with that. My Wildcats-Tigers pick, I'm going with Kansas State in that yeah. game. Will Howard, they're going to run the football at Kansas State, yeah. Jake, I, I, yeah, I put this on to shout out the, the Mangan fam, the Mangan clan. I would love an upset Tulsa. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm thinking to take OU by 20. Yeah, you know, I was impressed by Oklahoma in week one, and I was very unimpressed in week two by Oklahoma. They've got to be consistent. You know, I thought, man, they've, they've really shaken some rust off. They're going to be a great football team this year after I saw them dismantle Arkansas State, as they should. But anytime you put up 73 points, you got to be thinking, this team's clicking. Yeah. And it just didn't happen in week um, uh, in week two. So I'll, I'll still take the Sooners in this one. I think Dylan Gabriel bounces back, throws for 300-plus. Um, let's move on here uh, to Chapel Hill, Minnesota, at number 20, University of North Carolina. Phil, this is an interesting game. Yeah, it really is. And Jake, I know you love that baby blue, that 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 powder blue. They look good. You know, UNC's got a guy quarterback that, you know, is a potential Heisman candidate. Uh, this is a weird game. It's a weird looking game. Of course, the App State game goes double overtime last week. I mean, it's a classic UNC App State matchup. Uh, but Jake, I'm going to go with UNC here. I think they're the better team. Yeah, I think they do too. Their defense is actually what has shocked me this year. Their defense has shown up. They're still not great defensively, but at least that they are uh, pulling out some stops when they need to. I'll take UNC in this one as well. Phil, this next game's a fun one. Jake, Tennessee at Florida, classic Orange Bowl matchup, if you will. I mean, you're going to the swamp. I don't think either of these teams have really proven themselves. Clearly, Florida is bad from what I can tell so far. I really don't know if Tennessee is that much better, um, but I do think they are better. And I'm going to take them to win the game, Jake, and swamp. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee as well. You know, the legend of uh, Joe Milton's arm just continues to increase. At the beginning of the year, they said he was throwing the ball 70 yards, then 95, and now it's 110. And, you know, until we see, until I see this in person, I just, I just can't buy the 95. Uh, but I'm going to take Tennessee on the road at Florida. I just don't know where this Florida team's at right now. Um, so I'll take Tennessee. They need to they need to put up a lot of points in this game. Yeah, really weird score last week against Austin P at home, thirty to thirteen. Yeah. Never felt like that was a really a pull away victory. Just kind of like we're gonna win maybe. But yeah. Jake, you know how this goes. Thankfully, you don't have to go all the way back to Utah for this one. But you have BYU at Arkansas, Jake. We know how that went for the Bears a couple of years ago. It is, I mean, 
they're a tough team to play. Those Cougars are. The Hogs are bringing them into Fayetteville. Jake, I like Arkansas in this one in Sam Penn. I like Arkansas in this game, too. They're going to be physical. K.J. Jefferson is going to run the football, and they're going to get it done in Fayetteville, Arkansas, by 15. Jake, take us to game day. Where are we going? Phil, number 18, Colorado at Colorado State. And all I can ask, Phil, is do you take off your glasses and take off your hat when you meet someone? That's all I'm asking because Jake, that's yeah. the line that Colorado State's head coach threw out in in basically an attack of or in spite to spite Deion Sanders. It's drawn a lot of media attention. All that comment aside, Colorado should win this game by 25 um but but it, it's going to bring a little bit of spark into this game in boulder yeah jake we didn't differ a ton on our picks this week which i think is fair but yeah i gotta go with the bus my guy Dion. if it's not Dion, that shouldn't be on is what we've been saying in atlanta for quite some time now you know play for the falcons and the braves uh here in atlanta uh Dion is stirring it up though in the media man and and you know, people i mean you either love him or you hate him it feels like you either love this Colorado team or you hate him i'm i'm riding with him right now i love him i think it's fun Phil, Colorado is a team right now that is that is surging. We'll see how long this momentum can last for them. We'll see if the talent's for real. Phil, I've got the story of the year for you that I'm going to try and unpack in 90 seconds for you. Last Monday, I get an email from Baylor Athletics, and it says, Dear Professor Talbert, we would love to invite you to team practice uh, at, the, um, at the indoor stadium, a team uh, facility walkthrough, and dinner with the team on Friday night at the Hilton downtown. And so you're welcome to have one guest. So of course I bring my wife and my page, my wife and I, we show up at the practice facility. We, we go through practice. They're doing all of the two minute. Oh, there's no talking for the last 30 minutes of practice. It's just coaches talking. It is straight laced. It was awesome. I'll have to fill you in more. We go through practice. We do the facility walk through, you know, food everywhere, you know, all the, all the fun stuff, the, training room, the locker rooms, the Chick-fil-A lab, you know, all the things. And then they're like, yeah, you're going to the Hilton tonight and uh, you're going to eat dinner with the team. And um, we get there and like, yeah, you're going to have dinner with coach Aranda tonight. You're at table with coach Aranda. And Phil, I kid you not, we show up at table 10 is me, my wife and Dave Aranda at the dinner table. It's us three and our two contacts that were our our um, our chaperones, I guess, that were from the team. And me and Dave had conversation for, for 20 to 30 minutes as we were eating our pasta bowls that we were carb loading on for game day the next day. Can you believe that? that Jake, I mean, wow, that is electric. I can't wait to dive deeper in the details of that one, but you have got me fired up on this Thursday afternoon. Wow, what a way to send off Ready, Set, Game. First question that Dave asks me, how do you integrate faith and sport? You've got to love that question to kick off from Coach Dave Aranda. We talked faith. We talked NIL. We talked transfer portal. Listeners, we're going to be back next week. We're excited for another episode of Ready, Set, Game. Thanks for tuning back in. We love you guys.